please still love me if I play stupid games <laughs> on my tablet. Yes, but it, it would be nice if we could record the podcast since you said half an hour ago, let's record the podcast. I made the list and you just sat there continuing your tablet. Then your laptop needed to restart. And then you just played your fucking Matt Three Things game, and you can't, you don't know the three times table, so you didn't know, so you didn't know that you needed eighty-one more things. That's too many. That doesn't add up. It doesn't it multiplies? It's just three, and then three more, and then three more. No, it's three, and then three times that, and then three times that, and then three times that. Exponential. Ethan, you, you're right. Do you know what it is, though? Do you know what it is you'll play? It's just a, a lame version of 2048. It is. Yeah. But 2048 doesn't make you sit there waiting for leaves to fly past <laughs> and the dragons to harvest apples from your grape tree. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to. Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Marty But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a time traveler Hello and welcome to Sorted I'm Alex I'm JD Fierce I'm Alex Fierce I'm JD Fierce, still <laughs> And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. Alex! <laughs> we have to go back! Holy shit! <laughs> Dr. Emma Brown is here in the living room with me. We have to go back! Back to the podcast! <laughs> I can't remember his actor's name. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I almost said Andrew Lloyd Webber, which part of part of it was correct. I got the Lloyd right. So anyway, last week <laughs> we got married. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, and we had a bonus episode. The week before that, we had show swap, and we had John and Bethany of Home Viewing here, and they sorted the West Wing. Yes. Meanwhile, we were over on Home Viewing doing an episode talking about Back to the Future. So now we have to go back! Back to the podcast! To sort Back to the Future! We have to go back to Back to the Future. Great Scott! It's heavy, Doc. Something about gravity in the future being bullshit. What's a slang? Marty, do they have slang in the 80s? Did they have slang in the 50s? No. <laughs> slang wasn't invented in, until 1967. Fun fact. Just in time for man to land on the moon and take slang to space. <laughs> space slang. Space. The one place that hasn't been corrupted. I'm going... I am escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by colloquialisms. <laughs> Space! <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I love you too much. I love you too. You're very clever. I'll let them know what Back to the Future is since you 
are in a very strange state of mind right now. Back to the Future is a trilogy of movies about a, a teenage boy <laughs> and his best friend who's like a thousand-year-old scientist. Don't worry about it. They're just friends and they just hang out. And they invent a car that travels through time and then they do that and then he almost sleeps with his mother and then they go to the future and then they go to the past but it's the wrong past and then they go back even further to the past and it's the Wild West and there's a train and that's it. Couple of notes. What? They don't invent the time machine. That's just Doc. The rest is fine. Marty! We've got to sort Marty! Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, just go watch Back to the Future and come back. Um, yeah. Or go and listen to the episode of Home Viewing where we already discussed that. Yeah. Which you should have done anyway. And if you haven't, you're a heathen. You should watch Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future. Great Scott. Yes, I've heard. Great Scott! 88 miles per hour, 1.21 gigawatts, buzzwords. For a split second, I thought you were going to say Buzz Lightyear. No, Buzz Lightyear hasn't been invented yet. All right, so first character. Go on. Marty McFly. Oh, jeez. That's a Morty. What is Morty if not Marty? I mean, you're right. Like Rick and Morty, the characters are explicitly based on Marty McFly and Doc Brown. I know. And that's not that wrong for how he sounds. I'm sorry that I'm not as good as the actor they got for the Back to the Future Telltale game, <laughs> who was fucking incredible. Yeah, it's very good. I'm uh, sorry I'm not quite that good, and the best I can do is, oh, jeez, this is heavy. Personally, I'm sorry that you're not Michael J. Fox, but it's too late now. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love you very much, and I'm so glad we're married. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But if a young Michael J. Fox were to time travel to come hang out to me, I might ditch you for to him. Come hang out to me. <laughs> like I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. Fine, then I'll go off with Brie Larson. Take me with you. <laughs> no, you wanted you wanted Michael J. Fox. Can you... I have both? <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> I'll share both. So Marty McFly. Sucks, and he's the worst person of all time. He's, he's evil, and I hate him. What? He's garbage, and he sucks. He's Biff's a... the real hero. What is wrong with you? Why would you want to leave me for someone who's so terrible? <laughs> Fine, tell them what Martin McFly's really like. <laughs> well, he's an idiot. Baka. <laughs> Martin McFly is a stupid idiot high school boy. Yeah. He wants to drive a car and make out, but also he wants to hang out with his octogenarian friend. Yes. <laughs> like, it's the best thing about Back to the Future is that Marty and Doc are friends and it's never explained why. Sometimes when you're in high school, your best friend is an 80 plus year old man. Who's a who... mad scientist who no one in town trusts. <laughs> who invents things. Marty is a complete fucking idiot. He, he really is. He can, He's so stupid. Like, every time that something comes up in the plot, he is so far behind. I guess that's kind of to like, let the audience feel smart because they worked out what's going yeah, on. Yeah. When Marty doesn't realize that he's back, traveled back in time. So he shouldn't just frigging walk up to people in his fucking <laughs> hazmat suit. So stupid. Okay, so like I joked because I did used to have a crush on Marty McFly, but like... Having watched it more recently, I'm just, I'm so over it. <laughs> so the whole time, I'm just like, what the fuck? You're so stupid. Please read a book. Yeah. Yeah. What house is he, though? 
Like, he's not Ravenclaw, obviously. No, like, no. But I could see almost any other house. I could see any other Like, house. He's, he's, he's a pretty... He's a fairly interesting character, especially for a, a lead. Yeah. Like, what does he want? In Back to the Future Part 2, he wants cash money. And he wants to steal... Well, he doesn't steal. He buys the, the almanac with money what that... What does... What? How, wait, where did he get the money for 2015? Well, money from the past will still work in the future. Sure, but he probably didn't have enough because, like, the 2015 inflation? of the film has insane inflation and, like, a taxi ride cost a couple hundred dollars. I don't know. Was he just carrying around a couple hundred dollars? Probably not because, like, he was complaining about not being able to get the car. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he did steal it. What does Marty want is a very interesting question. What because, does like, Marty for, want? For the first movie, like, he just wants to get back to his own time yeah. and, like, I guess stop Doc from dying. And himself. Yeah, and, like, make sure that he continues to exist. And that's not really, like, and then a he, personal desire. Yeah, and that's just, like, shit, I've been thrown into these very strange circumstances and I'm trying to get out of it alive. And then in the present, he just wants to make out with Jennifer and drive a cool car. Yeah. And skateboard. Yeah. And play guitar. He's, he's just a teenager. He's just a fucking douche bro. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a dick about it. No, 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 no. He sounds too much like this to be a dick about it. <laughs> what does he want? He just wants to chill. Is he just a Hufflepuff? I think he's just a Hufflepuff. He's just a Hufflepuff, dude. I, yeah, I think he just wants to hang out, have a good time, and chill. Because and... Marty just wants to have fun. Because <laughs> Marty just wants to have fun. Marty's a Hufflepuff. Sure, yeah. Great! Scott! Yes. Emmett Brown's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> you right, you right. Doc Brown, he's the mad scientist. We should also mention that he is also kind of an idiot. Uh, yes. But, like, not not in the same way. Like, he's just very scatterbrained yes. and forgetful. He's also very focused. Yes. Like, he's... Well, that's the thing. That's why he's so Ravenclaw. He is purely interested in science for the sake of science. He invents a time machine. And the moment he realizes, oh shit, this can actually do things? Apart from just, like, this isn't just a window to see the future. Like, it would have an impact. Better fucking destroy it then before I break the universe. Because he's not interested in, like, (laughs) saying... He didn't consider that possibility at all when he created it. No, he was just like, I'm just going to use this and go and see what the future's like just for kicks. Yeah. And, And that's it. Yeah, no, he's incredibly Ravenclaw. Yeah. He gets, what was, there was, like, something, I forget which movie it was in, where, like, they're trying to figure out how to get something to work, and he's suggesting these, like, very strange, outlandish, like, we could do this very elaborate thing. That's part three. Um, Is it part three? Yes, he's talking about, like, we could wait till winter and the and the lake freezes over and we can push the car on the ice to get it up to 88 That's the now. one. It's like, dark winter, we'll be dead on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday. Like, he's, he's, he's so focused on solving the problem that he forgets. What the problem is. What the problem is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, very Ravenclaw. Yeah, Doc is not, like, Doc is a very fun character. He is not complex to sort. No. Yeah, he, he's very driven towards his particular goals. Yeah. Okay, but you know who's a more interesting character to sort, I think, though? Who? George McFly. George McFly. George McFly. Because here's the thing about George McFly. Mm-hmm. There are multiple, very distinct interpretations of George McFly that we see. Which is the real one. Well... Who is the true George McFly? Great Scott! (laughs) Because when Marty goes back and changes the past, and therefore the future, he changes who George McFly is. Yeah? Yeah, so George is Marty's dad, and at the start he's a weenie, and he's got, like, slicked back, greasy hair, (laughs) and 
like he do- he's very inattentive to his family and he works for Biff who like bullies him berates him and makes him do all the work for no credit and he just goes along with it because he's such a weenie yeah and that's kind of mostly the same true of how we see him in the past in the 50s yeah but it's then, implied that he's just been like that yeah. since then. But then Marty like toughened him up and made it, got him to punch Biff and make out with Lorraine. And then he turned into a freaking awesome dude who wrote a sci-fi book about marrying aliens in space. I would read that. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> and yeah, like the George that we see at the end of part one and like in the small bits we see of him in parts two and three is very different than the George we see the rest of the time. Yeah. But he's the George we end on, so... I think you can make an argument that the the George that is sort of created by Marty's interference is that potential George was there the whole yeah. time. So, like, that that's like a realization of what could be considered the real George. That's like Neville if he didn't get, like, Harry and to hang out with and, like, motivate him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, so more so essentially, we're sorting him based on what we see at the end there, because that's who he could have been if he hadn't been squashed down by Biff so much. Yeah, if he were sort of free to become his own person, okay, in the way that he would want. I think that's where he would have ended up. So he ends up like his life motto ends up being the th- phrase that Marty says to him: <laughs> "If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything." Yeah. Is he a Slytherin? No. I was thinking maybe Gryffindor. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, in that very Neville sort of way. Sure. Um, where, like, he is very, like, he's terrified of, like, so much stuff. And he's, like, really sure. nervous to stand up to Biff. But he does it. Yeah. Um, he needs a little coaxing and a little bit of help. But he, it's true. he does it. Yeah. You're right. I'm just thinking, like, that idea that, yeah, that you can do, do anything if you put your mind to it. Mm. That kind of seems Slytherin. And, like, that is ambition sure. in a very positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, could see that too. Yeah. Okay, what's the deciding factor? Well, does he fuck? <laughs> How many kids does this guy have? Three. That's a lot of kids. Here's the thing, though. Like, take away the fact that we know he has children. If you showed me George McFly in the original timeline, I would not say he fucks. That's valid. <laughs> so, like, does he fuck, though? He becomes someone who fucks. <laughs> But he, but he, in the original timeline, he still had fucked. Thrice. Technically. At least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that applies. Mm. I think the kind of weenie underling version of George would also have been better towards Slytherin than Gryffindor. And Gryffindor does have that as well. In, sure. In, you know, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. But I think that leans more Slytherin. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? No, I buy that. Yeah? Yeah. We landing on Slytherin? Sure. Slytherin! I do think we need a new tiebreaker between those two, other than do they fuck. Well, you're the one who brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. We use it every time! We don't have to. I know, we need to... So, Tanner, fix this. Tanner, come back on. Come and sort Power Rangers with us. And they're like teenagers, so they better not fuck. <laughs> it's illegal. So, Lorraine McFly. Lorraine is another... One of like another yep, another character like case so, of that like just which like version? George completely changes. She has three versions though. Three. So she has the original. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. in the fifties, and then we have her sort of altered, better yeah version in the eighties, and then we have the alternate eighties. See, here's the thing though. To be fair, before we go to the alternate eighties, I think whereas George in the eighties was more similar to himself in the fifties, I think Lorraine 
was more similar to herself in the fifties in the in the new timeline. Mm. I think that rather than like being like the new timeline, like bring her back up, like she was already at that level, and the old timeline it, it just instead her of down. her having yeah. sort of settled and become sort of depressed yeah. with her life, yeah, um, she just stays. She, she stays happy. Yeah, playing tennis. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 a good point. Yeah. So especially if we're going with the idea that like the original, like the final version of them is like like the version we actually want to talk about. Yeah. Then like the run down it's the given the, up on life version doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. It's the the best version of themselves. Yeah. The the version that they want to yeah. be, that they have and the potential I, to be. I'd argue that the the alternate eighties version isn't that different either. She just like again, mo- much more similar to the original timeline version. Yeah. yeah. Only instead of like being depressed and like run down or whatever she's been all glammed up but hey turns she's still out, an alcoholic <laughs> yeah and she's still depressed and mm. all like she just wanted yeah but she was doing that to try and protect her kids yeah yeah it's rough alternate 80s timeline is so fucked up i know yeah yeah do you want to talk about that on this podcast too no no, no, no. go okay. and listen to the home viewing okay <laughs> if you haven't listened to, i don't understand it how anyone could possibly be listening to this episode without having listened to our episode on home viewing as well okay so if you're listening to this and you haven't already because here's the thing a lot of the time on this podcast we'd be talking a little bit more about the plot and some of those stuff but we've done all that we've gotten that all the way out of our system yeah so Lorraine is Lorraine or Gryffindor ooh could we don't see I would be more inclined to say that George is a Gryffindor and Lorraine is a Slytherin really why yes. go on um, because Lorraine in the 50s especially okay. she takes what she wants <laughs> She knows what she wants, and she's going after it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> this hot new boy who just showed up in town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's naked in my bed. Yep, I read your name on your underwear. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, better take those off, too, because of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have a better... Do you have... What, what's your argument for Gryffindor? Is that what you were leaning towards? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess just because, like, she seemed very self-assured and self-confident. Just got kind of that spunky. Yeah. Yeah. But I see what you're saying that it does come across more in the Slytherin way. Yeah. And I think you're right. So they're bo- are we saying they're both Slytherin? I guess. Sure. I mean, I think both of them could go either way. Yeah. There. That's. I guess it's more. A just lot a... of times, the line between those two is very thin. Yeah, I guess it's more just a vibe thing for me with Lorraine. Sure. Especially as we see her in the '80s, like we don't know anything about her career at either point. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. We don't know what she's doing. We but, don't like, know. Yeah. All we know about her really is her like romantic <sighs> What? Sexism? It's almost like she's the only main character who's female mm. out of the five that we're talking about. Yeah. It's almost like that, um, Leah Thompson plays the majority of female characters in these films. <laughs> I mean, she does a wonderful job, but... Oh yeah, she's still, great. Still, yikes. Yeah. Does this the future pass the Bechdel test? Probably not. I mean, there's like a moment where like Lorraine is like holding up her dress and talking to her friend about it, but I don't think we get to hear her friend's response. And even then, they're talking about it for like the benefit of boys, right? Yeah, like I don't think that quite no counts. And apart from little moments like that here and there, definitely not. Like there are only really there are only three prominent female characters at all, and like they don't interact at any point. No. Like, and I feel like. So, like, the point of the Bechdel test is not to be like, aha, it did this tiny, insignificant thing. Therefore, therefore it is acceptable. Yeah. Feminist! That's not... It, that's, like, the, the bare minimum. Yeah. 
And if you have to sort of him and haw over whether or not it passes that, it's not good enough. To be clear for anyone, just in case anyone doesn't know, the Bechdel test is the idea that at least one moment in your film needs to have two or more women talking about things, two or more named women that yes. are talking about things that aren't related to men. Yeah, like talking talking to each other about men. something other than men. Yeah, and this is a, a concept that was proposed by uh, Alison Bechtel, uh, specifically regarding um, how alienating it is as a woman, and I believe as a queer woman specifically. Sure. Um, watching films that are clearly made by and for men. Yeah, and I mean, Back to the Future from the eighties. Not that that's an excuse. No, the vast majority of prominent characters are straight white men. Yes. There's a couple of women here and there, and they're primarily there to be love interests. In fact, yep. all three of the major female characters are love interests. To be yeah. fair, most of the men also have a correlating love interest. Sure. But even so... But they don't exist for that purpose. They no. haven't been added to the plot to no. be love interest. And there are a couple of side characters who are black, and not even a single main character is black. And Yeah. One of them is kind of, It's almost like... The point is just to say, look, look, he's black, but in the 80s, that's okay. Yeah. If it's okay, then why didn't you put any more black people in yeah. the movie? And this is something we didn't talk about in our episode on home viewing. No. Just because we kind of ran out of time and it never yeah. really came up organically. But it is something that we were talking about while watching it. Yeah. Because um, that is something we think about when watching movies. At least I do. I'm pretty conscious of that when I'm watching a movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm less conscious of it. Because I'm a cishet white dude. Which is why I I put in so much effort to bring it up when we're watching a movie yeah. together. Yeah. Like, if we were watching, like, Digimon together and I kept being like, how many characters in the next season are girls? <laughs> how many of the Digimon are girls? Uh, how many girls are in this one? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's super... We, we went on a tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah. The film industry is incredibly sexist. Who is next? Biff! Speaking of incredibly sexist... And incredibly slithering. <laughs> Biff Tannen is prototypical bully. Yeah. Like, and that's kind his motivation is kind of to be a bully. Yeah. Like, that's mostly just it. Like, he fancies Lorraine and he is a dick. Yeah. He has, like, a weird, like, obsession with Lorraine. You sort of find out in the second one. Yeah. Like, in in the first one, it's clearly... He just has a crush on her, yeah. Yeah. In the first one, in the 50s, he kind of had a crush on her that clearly he had never let go of. Yeah. Which is still kind of creepy. But, like, it's only... In the part two, when like it's made clear how fucked up that gets. Yeah. When he built his entire life around getting to marry her. Yeah. Even though he was having many affairs, and I mean, he's a scumbag. That's the point, right? Yeah, he's real gross. He does like they they do a very good job of just establishing very very quick, like, hey, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, and um, I just love that. That's all you need to know. I just love it though because Thomas F. Wilson is the sweetest guy <laughs> in the world. He does like so much charity work and like. I feel like that's, that's like, common with people who play He just villains. plays the best villain. Because, like, like, um, Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, uh, Jason Isaacs. Thank you. Jason Isaacs, Jason Isaacs is also, like, very wonderful. <laughs> and even, um, Draco Malfoy's actor. Oh, um. I almost said Tom Hiddleston. I was like, what the fuck? Tom, to, it is Tom. It is Tom. Tom, fuck. No, we're not moving on until we get this. Um, just, let's name, let's just name every famous Tom. Tom Holland. Tom... Uh, is there an F? Clancy. I feel, it feels like there's an F. Tom Farrell is your brother. <laughs> I have an uncle named Tom. I'm just getting them out of my system. Thomasina. My mom's name is Thomasina. I have a grandpa named Tom. 
Tom Felton. 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 I said it before it came up on screen. <laughs> I was right. There was an F. It was an F. Thank Tom you. Tom Felton. Tom Felton is also a very sweet anyway. person who was playing a villain. Yeah. In the original timeline, Biff is like George's boss and yeah, mentioned he's a jerk about it. In the 50s, he's George's bully, a horrible sexist turd. Yep. In the revised timeline, he like polishes cars and he's a complete suck-up toady. Although by the time we get to 2015, we see that he's still got his dick side there. But he's just... Yeah. Who knows? I... In the alternate 80s, he's... Uh, He's Donald Trump. Yes. He's, uh, you know, got a casino and he's a slumlord and he's just pure evil. Like he's so, even got like a gross fake tan. Yep. And the wig, the hair. Yeah. Like he's just Donald Trump. It's a very clear likeness. Yeah. And that's it for him, for the different versions of him. Yeah. Like all he ever really seems to care about is his, his personal gain. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like. Like he's just prototypical Slytherin. Yeah. Like. He's a high school bully. He's... Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care really about anything but himself. Yeah. And his desires, his There's well-being. Just no more to say about him. Yep. Biff's a Slytherin. <laughs> that should surprise no one. New. No. Before we move on to our next thing, we're going to take a moment to talk about something else. Part of that is that we got married. Yeah, we did. Which was super cool. It was great. Everything had like this, this very nice aesthetic, natural kind of aesthetic like yeah. lots of like greenery and and wood and everything wood and white yeah 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 um and so part of my wedding outfit was a particular pair of glasses that i own that i got several compliments on because it matched my whole vibe and the decor <laughs> so well oh yeah uh and this was a pair of glasses that i got from i buy direct whoa it's our friends i buy direct we're back again <laughs> with i buy direct at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> It took me a second, but I got there. Okay. Um, You're great at commercial. Yes. And they're super cute. I love these glasses so much. Uh, they look like the frames are made of wood, but actually they're like a plastic resin, so they're like really sturdy. But Alex, do we have any benefits to offer for listeners if they want to shop with iBuyDirect? Yes. First of all, we have a referral link in the uh, description of our podcast that you can follow to go directly to their website where you can use uh, a code EBD20. Uh, for 20% off. Customers can also get 30% off lens glasses with Transitions lenses. All of both of these are available until the end of the year. You can also get 40% off blue light lenses with code BLUE40. That's all capitals B-L-U-E-4-0 until the end of September. Which, if you're going back to school and you're doing uh, school online, which I know a lot of places are doing, uh, blue light glasses are going to make a huge impact on your well-being. Offer cannot be combined with any other coupons or discounts. Maximum six frame per order. Offers subject to adjustment due to modifications, returns, cancellations, exchanges. 20% off orders over $65. Coupon is not available for Ray-Ban Oakley frames. I'm doing like the super fast bit at the end of the... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The point is, get yourself some cool glasses. Do it. They're cheap and there's sales. Tell, tell them we told you to do it. To buy them. Maybe they'll give us a many. A money? A many money. <laughs> Maybe they'll give us a many money. Um, actually, I this is the first time I'm saying that there is a 40% off blue light lenses promotion. <laughs> and uh, after we record this podcast, I might go buy some glasses. Yeah, I could do some blue light. You want to get some glasses? Yeah. At precisely 10.03 p.m., it's time for the lightning bolt round! <laughs> it's going to strike the clock tower! Yeah! Everything is lightning. Sure, here. Everything is lightning in its own way. Everything is lightning in its own way. Are you ready? 
Let's go. Up first, we got Jennifer. Jennifer. Parker. Is. Marty's girlfriend. Marty's girlfriend. And that's pretty much it. In the future, she's his wife. And they tried to put. They end the first movie by having her go with them to the future, and then when they start. The next episode, or not having, the episode? The next film, having, they were never going to do a sequel originally, but then it was wildly popular, so they were going to do a sequel. And then they realized, while well, they started the second film, they're like, oh, great, we ended it, so now we've got to have Jennifer involved. So they immediately write her out of the plot, and she's barely there at all. Yeah, and then bullshit happens. And she remembers a few t- a time, despite time being rewritten. It's and stupid. I think she's a Gryffindor. Sure. Uh, tell me about Mr. Strickland. Mr. Strickland is the high school principal who hasn't aged in 30 years, and that's a joke for for him and a few other characters. He, he was principal for Marty as well as for his parents and Biff. He calls everyone a slacker <laughs> because he's a dick and doesn't like to motivate children or educate. Because he's encourage. a slacker. Oh, shit. House hot take. <laughs> Go on. The one who calls it, is it? I couldn't... He who smelt it dealt it? That's your house hot take? <laughs> yeah, but with slackers. The, the only true slacker is the one who... Strickland is a Slytherin. Uh, Up next is Dave. Dave is Marty's brother. He works in a fast food restaurant and or business yeah. <laughs> company. In the office. Yes. Yes. Um, he's a Slytherin. Sure. Tell me about Linda. Linda is Marty's sister, and in the original timeline, she wanted to date all the boys, but her mother wouldn't let her. In the new timeline, she dates all the boys. Yeah. Because now her mother like lets her because her mother's like, yeah, I was a whore, be a whore. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. Not in those words, it, but probably almost in those words in the ori- in the in the first timeline. I think it was. I think it's more that like she is so much like happier and more comfortable that yes. she's not like. Hiding it. Yeah, and she's not sort of, like, taking, like, the jealousy of, like, her daughter. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, getting to play the field a bit. Like, she's not, like, taking that sort of jealousy. When I was your age, boys didn't go, girls didn't go chasing after boys. We just put them in our beds and stripped their clothes off. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Uh, She's a Gryffindor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Goldie Wilson. Goldie Wilson is the uh, previously mentioned only black character. He's the mayor. But in the 50s, he worked in the diner. Uh Uh-huh. And then Marty's like, you should be the mayor. And he's like, you know what? Since you, a white boy, told me to do it, I'll do it. (laughs) Yes, sir, Mr. White Man. I wasn't going to do it before, but now I've been given permission. Stupid. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, He's a Slytherin. Oh, cool, cool. All politicians are Slytherin. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me about Marvin Berry. It's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Berry. Yeah, he's the the, <sighs> the lead guitarist slash singer of the band that plays at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. So uh-huh. there's a gag about him being Chuck Berry's cousin, which is why like so Marty plays Johnny B. Good, and the gag is, haha, Chuck Berry got it from Marty, not the other way around. And uh, yeah, a white man invented rock and, rock and roll as well now. No. Yeah. <sighs> Back to the Future, you dumb goofed. Um, but he's a Ravenclaw. Okay. He does a music. Yeah, I like that. Up next is Crab Goyle and Sabini. <laughs> or in parentheses, uh, Match Skinhead in 3D. Boy, I wonder what house the, the flunkies are in. Oh, they're Slytherins, absolutely. Shock horror. Um, 
The only reason that I knew who these characters were is because I recognized 3D as the guy with the 3D glasses. <laughs> the other ones, I had no idea what their like name designations were. Yeah, apparently Match has a match in his mouth. Oh. And Skinhead has something. Bald? Maybe. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're still there. And tell yeah. me about Needles. Needles is basically Marty's answer to Biff, because they didn't give Biff a child. They just gave him a grandchild. He doesn't appear until the second one. It's interesting, though, because we only, originally only see him in the future timeline, mm-hmm. as, like, as Marty's co-worker, maybe. Yeah. But then, like, we do see him again at the end of the third one in a scene that is referred to in the second one. So, like, he works for Marty and, like, gets Marty fired by getting him to agree to some illegal scheme or something. Yeah. And... But here's the thing. In in that timeline, Marty's life completely fell apart because Needles persuaded him to do a drag race, essentially, which caused Marty to get into a car crash and severely damaged his hands so he couldn't play music anymore. But then he'll still listen to Needles 30 years in the future? Well, you see, Needles called him chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Needles is just like they're just trying to do Biff again but they didn't give Biff a son for whatever reason he's a Slytherin do you think Biff has a daughter? maybe and then that's how he has like a grandson? maybe and then was Griff not identified as Griff Tannen? I suppose he could have been I don't know I don't know I know in the cartoon Biff Jr. is a character oh yes okay Who has it just a- seems like we've missed out on Biff Jr. ends up having a rivalry with Jules and Vern oh yes Fine. Yeah. Um, because that could be a fun. So tell me about Marty Jr. <laughs> Marty. Oh, I don't know, bit, Griff. I'm just like my dad, but I sound even more like a weenie. Marty Jr. is a weenie. <laughs> is that just his house? Yes. <laughs> Starting a new house, and it's called Weenie. weenie. <laughs> um, I think he's a. Hmm. I was gonna say Slytherin. Yeah. Say go with your yeah, heart. Yeah, let's go Slytherin. Yeah. He, this is this is the the younger Marty who was also played by Michael J. Fox. Um, just like <laughs> much like Marlene, who is his daughter, also played by Michael J. Fox, because they really just couldn't get any other. Make Jennifer's actress do it. Yeah. Or you know what, Marty's kids could have looked like his siblings. Oh, that would have been so cool! Okay, Marty Jr., sure, it would have been a bit awkward because the whole yeah, point yeah. is identical. But get his get Marty's sister's actress to play Marlene. That could have been so much fun. Yeah, and less fucking weird. Yeah. Marlene isn't really a character because, of course not, she's the girl. He does do a great voice. Mar- oh, yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael J. J. Fox is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's a very good actor. Ma- Michael J. Fox can do no wrong. <laughs> but Marlene doesn't do anything because she's the girl. Yeah. So why would they get the daughter to do anything to find them interesting? I know. When they could just have her sit on the sidelines, so I'm going to just slam her in Hufflepuff. That's fine. What yeah. if the plot of the second one was Marlene is fucking stuff up, uh, and and Marty has to pretend to be her instead? Yeah. Or Jennifer does. Or just any number of things. God damn it. Hollywood hire me. So anyway, Griff... Griff is Biff's grandson. When did you become the physical type? He's got like a twitch. Yeah. Because he's got implants, bionic implants. Yeah, he's a little bit android-y. Yeah. Um, and they they kind of they don't really probably explain it. No. 
They're a little bit malfunctioning. Yeah. I guess. Which makes sense. He's also a Slytherin. Yeah, he's just the same character. He's just the same character, but with a different skin. Every <laughs> skinned character. He doesn't have different skin. He's got the same skin. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Seamus. Oh, Seamus McFly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of voices that Michael J. Fox does. Yeah. Seamus is Marty's great-great-granddad. Something like that. From Pioneer Times. He's Irish. He was Irish because he was the first. He was the first McFlys to go to America, and he—he's kind of just in the background. He seems like he's the most positive, successful McFly. He's the most chill. Because like Marty himself is kind of screwing things around. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, not as badly as his dad. His dad was completely screwing things around. Seamus. Seamus is just a good dude. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna get like, I'm not gonna go and fucking. Like shoot people and he's reasonable. He's yeah. chill. Yeah, he's he shot a rabbit for shoulders. dinner. <laughs> he shot a rabbit for dinner. He doesn't just name his child after himself. No, like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Damn it, Marty. <laughs> I'm gonna go Gryffindor. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. How about Maggie? Maggie is uh, Seamus's wife. Oh, who plays her? Uh, you know they could have brought in a new character for this, but instead, uh, it's. What is her name? Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Who plays Marty's mother. Who to be fair, Marty's mother. To be fair, could have just been Michael J. Fox again. Could have. Or they could have had Jennifer's actress. Yeah. Because that's such a small role. I mean, she does amazing. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah, she plays it very well. But, like, is it weird that, like, uh, George ends up marrying someone who looks exactly like his great-great-grandmother or whatever? Great-grandmother. I mean, sure. not really. No. No, it's okay. fine. Cause like the- Just a crazy coincidence. Yeah, well, it's a small town. <laughs> she does a great job at the, as, yes. at the accent stuff Like The well. main reason to have her in that role as well, though, is so they can re- do the, th- the scene for the third time with Marty waking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that like, that's the main... They gotta do Back it. Back on the good old McFly farm. You gotta do it. McFly farm! Like, yes, Marty, <laughs> you know it. you're in the 1800s. You're a fucking time traveler. <laughs> like... Uh, she's a Hufflepuff. Okay. Tell me about Mad Dog. Mad Dog Tannen. He's Biff's great granddad or granddad or something. He's, he's Biff, but in the Wild West. Yeah, he's Wild West Biff, and he hates being called Mad Dog, and he also hates manure, and he shoots, and he wants forty dollars, I think. And he's also a Slytherin. He's the same character again. He's the same character again. Boy, well let's hope let's hope the next one is a very unique and distinct character. How about Marshall Strickland? <laughs> Marshall Strickland is the marshal of Hill Valley in in the 181880. Um to be fair, he is a little bit different to strip like just a little Prince bit. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not calling people slackers. He actually seems like a good positive authority figure. Yeah, yeah, he's doing his job pretty kind well. Kind of seems like many people's families kind of like got shittier over time. Yeah. Well, I mean like in in the Wild West you kind of got to like step up or like the stakes are a little bit higher you know like people's mm. lives are so what house is he harder in general uh, i think he's a gryffindor cool tell me about clara clara the only other like prominent female character so she so part one was like the most prominent female character was lorraine lorraine part two the most prominent female character is jennifer so now we got a new one for part three it's clara who who is doc's new love interest despite the fact that she looks 72 years younger than him because <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is wonderful but has looked like he was 85 since he was five. <laughs> Regardless, 
she's fun. She's a she's a school teacher. She was supposed to die, but then she didn't. She didn't believe him about time travel at first because she's not insane. But then she did. She's um, delightful. She's yeah, a scientist. Yeah, she's a Ravenclaw. Well, no, yeah. she enjoys science. She okay, hasn't sure, practiced like, sure, She enjoys sure. reading about it. She hasn't like ever been in a position but, to partake. But that might largely because Wild West women aren't allowed to be scientists. She's basically a scientist. Women aren't allowed to do things. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and finally, it's Albert Einstein. <laughs> no. No? Einstein is a dog. Oh. I need. Oh. Einie's in every movie. True. Most of the characters are, to be fair. In That's some, valid. To some extent. It's a time travel movie. Most of the characters are in every movie. Yeah. Um, well, Clara's not. Einstein's yeah. in more movies than Clara. She's like the one actress, like the one new cast member for... Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. She's from that time period. Yeah. Um, Einstein's a dog. Einstein's a good boy. Einstein's a Hufflepuff. See, now, I knew you were going to say that, obviously, because all dogs are Hufflepuffs. All dogs are Hufflepuffs. But to be fair, it is also worth noting, in the cartoon, <laughs> Einstein got semi-anthropomorphized. Oh, no! Not like he didn't talk or anything, but, like, he was able to, like, like grommet, essentially. Okay. It's far as he was able to help Doc with his... With his experiments and stuff. And so I think in that, he'd probably be Ravenclaw. He's a smart dog. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not sorting the cartoon. <laughs> That's fair. We're sorting an actual dog <laughs> who played a dog in a movie. There were multiple dogs. There was multiple dogs. Uh, Einstein was the first time traveler. Yep. Well, that depends how you count it. Because someone ti- people time traveled in the 1880s. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> time travel! Yeah. Great! Scott! We did it. That's Back to the Future! Sorted! We did it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well done. Do we have a unique new house hot take? The biggest slacker is the one who calls a slacker a Anyway, slacker. it's time, it's your turn to sort it out. It's time to sort it out. Let's sort it out. What's wrong with Harry Potter? There is not enough muggle technology incorporated into the wizarding world. But muggles are bad! And I get that that's the reason why. But then you have, like, Arthur Weasley who's, like, making cars fly. And, like, we know that the Ministry of Magic has modified cars. Yep. With, like, enlarged seating. They have, like, the yep. tents that have, like, the really big inside stuff. Like, they... They, if, use, they do use muggle technology when it's convenient for them. Like, like trains. Yeah. So, like, why not do that, but, like, on a more everyday scale? Things? Well, it's mostly because, like, supposedly Hogwarts has an issue with electronic devices. Although, Harry's watch would have been an electric electronic watch... Yeah. Would have been running batteries, and it ran until he went in the lake. Yeah. So he had an. He had a digital watch. Relatively simple. Ele- yeah, yeah, devices yeah. Can still work at Hogwarts then. A watch is a fun example. Because mm. like we've seen like the the Weasleys have that clock. Yeah. That's like a modified magical clock. Yeah. Let them have technology without it being like. Oh, but that doesn't feel very appropriate for witches and wizards. Trains are cool and mysterious and old-fashioned. Just let them like. Fuck it. No, that's dumb. Let them have pencils. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Like, let them have, like, the super basic things that yeah. are easier than the garbage wizard stuff. Let yeah. them have pens and pencils. Let them use regular fucking paper. So much of it is just aesthetic yeah. at the expense of any common sense or lo- lo- or reason. And, like, I get it. Oh, wizards aren't very common sense. They aren't very sensible. It's like... Yeah, but they've lived in this world as long as the yeah, muggles have. Like, if they're that illogical and, un- like, not sensible, if then they would have died off because they're a fucking... I don't know. Yeah. 
If they're the, and part. if they're that worried about like muggles discovering them or whatever, then they should do a better job of integrating into the muggle world. Like they should be able to wear muggle clothes. Yeah. Like, without like muggle women wear them, Archie. Not the men, they wear these. Yeah, like at no point have we ever been shown a wizard grocery store. Like, right? There's nowhere to buy food in Diagon Alley apart from ice cream. Like, I don't... So presumably they do get their food from muggle shops, which means that they go to muggle shops. Fuck. <sighs> or they send the house elves. To muggle shops? Yeah. Well, house elves can do some bullshit, probably. I don't know. That's a lot of bullshit. It is a lot of bullshit. Also, you most... think wizards go shopping? Most wizards don't have house elves. That's true. I'm thinking more of, like, not the Weasleys and more of, like, the Malfoys. Yeah. Um, because, like, the Weasleys do... More so than most incorporate mm. those sort of muggle things. Mostly because Arthur is such a huge fan of their stuff. But Arthur only wore wiz- muggle clothes for the first time at the Wizarding I know! Like That's the, weird! The kids had muggle clothes. So it seems like it's a relatively recent trend for children to go that. And that's just because it would have been fucking weird to have Ron and Hermione constant, Well, Ron at least, constantly wearing robes. Yeah. Like, again, it's, it's all... It's aesthetic at the expense of... Practicality. Any... Yeah, anything. So that's how I would fix Harry Potter. Get over the aesthetic. Yeah. Make yourself functional. Because that's the thing. Like, if you keep the... You can keep, like, the sort of aesthetic and the vibe and the feeling of that stuff while also incorporating the functional stuff. There's plenty of things that make sense aesthetically. Like, like wands being the way they are. Yeah, like, yeah, Because the wood is incorporated the wood is magical. in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the magic. Keeping, like, owls as, as messengers? Yeah. Like, that's... Sure, why not? Especially, like, if something as complicated as a phone doesn't work within With, the, the magical yeah. realm of... At least or, Hogwarts. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, that makes sense. But, like, quills don't make sense. No, no. And I love... I love when something, like, merges two sort of sensibilities... Like, I love, like, a, a magic and a sci-fi yeah. sort of coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's such a great opportunity to, like, play in this space and to create new things and to mm-hmm. have fun with imagining new Science ways fantasy. for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's such a cool space to work in. Mm-hmm. Imagine fan fiction if Harry Potter had been more like that. <laughs> Incredible. Well, it wouldn't really change fan fiction because in fan fiction they still have phones and whatever they want anyway. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Imagine if Harry Potter was more like fan fiction. House hot take! <laughs> Fanon is better than canon. <laughs> like... Here's a special shout out to our friends over at Fanatical Fix who are doing that good, good work for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. That's not what we do here. That's not how we end an episode. Thank you for listening to Sorted. Thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Home Viewing. Them's the Facts. Steampunks. Cold Classics. Ghoul Tank. No Dice. And Green Mountain Mysteries. Thank you to Matt Majakamo of the Wampum Willows for the use of our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with any of our sorting, you can find us at Twitter, at SortedPod. On Twitter, at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, you should tweet at us your favorite... Time Machine. Time Machine. The Time Machine. The DeLorean. The mi- TARDIS. The microwave from... The hot tub. <laughs> the microwave from uh, Futurama. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not even the... That just wasn't the time travel episode I, know, I was thinking of. I know. <laughs> I was thinking of, like... That time bubble. The, the code, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the phone booth. From... Phone, phone booth's good. Um, bye. Bye.
Bye. I'm starting a new house and it's called awesome. Starting a new house, it's called awesome. Starting a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, (sighs) guest episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. (sighs) I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. (laughs) 